0: I was doing Flagstaff to Carlingford one year, have you ever done that one? No. So you come down off uh, Sleafoy, down to Carlingford, and I'd been right really, this was before I was a great navigator so I've been quite lucky, I've been running with a group, and as you were coming off Sleafoy it gets quite rough and because I am not as good a descender as the group I was in, they kind of ran away from me and then I managed to put my foot down a hole in rocks and really bash my shin, bleeding in. My training partners will not be surprised to hear this I sat down and had a little cry <laughs> <laughs> Not the first or the last race <laughs> And then I was like, right, I have to complete white I got the map, and the compass out And uh, managed to get roughly the right direction But I came in to the wrong end of Carlingford. So came went too far So then I had to run down through <laughs> Blood pouring out me, <laughs> tears dripping me <laughs> These people were all coming out of church or whatever and They were kind of looking at me like. And I actually ran up to the finish in the wrong direction. So they were standing looking up the hill. Away. <laughs> I sort of tapped them in the shoulder. <laughs> I <was> like, Hello! <laughs> I just finished. <laughs> That's
1: class. That's Gillian Watson, And this is the Inspirational Runners podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. My name's Robbie Marsh and I'm your host. So welcome to the podcast. Back to the mountains this week with international runner Gillian Wasson. She can often be seen on the podium of home races and her success has seen her represent both Ireland and Northern Ireland in various races across Europe, pulling in bronze medals during the Masters. Some people may not know is Gillian is a latecomer to the sport where she started on the roads gracing an amazing marathon time of three hours and three minutes. But it's the mountains that drew her heart, even with those scary descents that she often has troubles with. Been a busy week, so only getting this up now, but before we start, I'd just like to give a huge shout-out to our sponsors Born Their award-winning winter series is back and registration is now open. So make sure you look out for the early bird dates by logging into their website or finding them on their Facebook page. The first race we held in Minniburn, Belfast on the 2nd of November. It's coming up very, very soon. There are also reduced rates for junior races, so why not make it a family affair? With great pleasure, I give you Gillian Watson. And he actually doesn't know anything about them. No, I don't. Because <laughs> I don't know anything about you either. <laughs> 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 Do you know what it is though? I enjoy. I like the surprise. Yeah. No, I enjoy. I know. I, I was, it was quite selfish me doing the podcast, to be honest. I was enjoying sitting with these people and talking and getting the crack with them and not knowing. You can
0: tell you enjoy getting people's stories from them,
1: you know, think yeah. that. So sometimes knowing it before you go makes it all a bit, yeah. so I absolutely know nothing about you <laughs> whatsoever. I've seen you running past me in mountain runs only when it's out and back courses. I might add, you're coming back the other way and I'm still on the way out. But you do run. because
0: you're usually done the day before and the day after.
1: <laughs> that's, my, that's just an excuse, I can't run fast. so I run the day before. So internationally you've been running for Northern Ireland. Yes. Um how does that make you feel like Northern Ireland international runner?
0: Uh, it's amazing. I never expected it. You know, I wasn't I wasn't sporty at all growing up. I only took up running when I was just coming thirty. Jeez. So uh,
1: So what were you doing? Uh, nothing.
0: Nothing. Getting getting overweight, obviously. <laughs> and that was why I, I took up the running. I was getting my, my dress size kept creeping up and up, and I just I, thought. I
1: could never imagine <laughs> there being a pick on you oh, in any way or form. So, you have lost a lot of weight now. I'm
0: um, two and a half stone lighter Jeez. than I used to be. Um, so, yeah, it's just. You lose even
1: more from body fat perspective as well, like you gain yeah, muscle as on my well. My shape has changed yeah. a lot,
0: definitely. But, yeah, I started going to treadmill in the gym. I remember, like, five minutes. I remember, uh, That's unbelievable. you know when that? you go to the gym and they set you like a wee program and it was five minutes on the bike and five minutes or whatever and they give me five minutes and I tried, well I remember it nearly killing me and to think what I'm doing now, so I mean I wasn't, not at all a sporty child. How long
1: ago was that? That's not that long ago then.
0: So I'm 44 now and that was just coming up to my Shocked. <laughs> Why do I look right so much answer? older than you?
1: <laughs> 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 I, I love stuff like that because, I know it's a bit of a cliche but I always, um, Chrissy Wellington's book, I don't know if you've ever read that. Um, yeah. She holds the Iron Man world record, but she didn't start until later on in New years. And I always thought to myself, you know, what if Jimi Hendrix never picked up the guitar or John Lennon never picked up the pen to write music? And like, that's inside of you all that time.
0: And my mum always says this. She's always like, why did your PE teachers not pick up and this is good? And I like, mum, they couldn't have dragged me out. Damn them PE
1: teachers, <laughs> it's all their fault.
0: It really wasn't. You should have asked, no Mum. Why did you
1: not take me out? Actually, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that is the other thing when we don't really come from a sporty family either. Yeah. So the background, my brother's very into now, but um, but so yeah, I'm, I'm forty
1: four as well, so I can relate to that sort of era. Yeah, I've grown up, and there was no real sport in.
0: I'm from New Im- originally, so, you
1: so know. there wasn't any influence really. Athletics okay. was a reasonably big was thing it? in
0: Donegal. I, I do remember, I remember friends being into, you know, um people I grew up with, but yeah. It's I did one cross country when I was at school. And uh, it was supposed to be three laps long. And I remember I had to borrow somebody's spikes and they had already worn them. So they were soaking and, and really muddy. And uh, after a lap and a half, I faked a twisted ankle. Because <laughs> I was about to come last. The person who was in last was about to overtake me. And I couldn't go, I had to pretend I had a twisted ankle for the rest
1: of the day. I'm, I'm going to keep that one up my sleeve. Sometimes I've been <laughs> running and finding it very difficult and race oh and think, God. you think actually, just... <laughs> if I just went over my ankle or something here yeah, now, I could stop right. this pain. But my, my original cross countries, we worked out a way of cheating, that if you didn't go to the starting line to begin with, because uh-huh. these put people out on the course, so you didn't cheat in school, because <laughs> we used to run down along the beach. And we never went to the start, so we went like a quarter of a mile around a different direction, and we counted twenty people <laughs> running past, and we jumped out. And everyone thought we were really good in the cross country; and we qualified, but we'd never <laughs> ran at the course in our lives. and like, um, but no, it was. I never
0: would have expected back then.
1: So when you look back then to now, like that's I love that because there's so many people have got. You don't know what's inside you until you mm. try all these different things, isn't it?
0: I, I as I say, I never. Ever would have guessed at it, and I felt that it took my mum and dad quite a while to I think to believe. <laughs> um, they've come to a few of my races now, so, so but, you're, uh,
1: your, your last exploit, then let's talk about that bit. So, you're just back, not that long, yeah. So, well, I was
0: in yes, Italy there, just back on Wednesday.
1: That's phenomenal, amazing. too, isn't it? Italy, oh, it's
0: amazing. I, I'm telling you, anyone should do it if you're over 35, anyone can enter, you don't have to qualify. And it's the most amazing event because it's everyone from 35 up to 80. And see the wow. 70, the over 70s and the over 75, they're as competitive. It doesn't, you know, there's no kind of, oh, you know, we're older now, we won't bother. Oh, it's, it's brilliant.
1: It inspires you when you see people at that insane. age, isn't it, to think. Because at 35, I thought I was going to, I just sort of started running them. I thought I've got five good years now <laughs> because I didn't know any different. <laughs> Like you're (laughs) forty, that's it. Um, but even with like the Hill and Dale's races, some guys there like are over seventy, yeah, and they're so fit and strong. He's amazing. Look,
0: Analam Horseshoe this year, Jim Patterson was only like two minutes behind me.
1: (laughs) He is unbelievable, though, isn't he? Yeah. But that he inspires me.
0: He certainly does.
1: Because I think to myself, well, you know, because you're continuing this growth all the time. You're always learning and developing.
0: And I think that's a beautiful thing about the mountains, that actually, it, it, sometimes age can be a good thing there because you've mm. got technique and you've got learning about the mountains and you know, you've got mountain craft. And I think on road running, you know, age maybe is more of a barrier, but yeah. definitely not. And the, but yeah, we, I, went, we went down on the Saturday, the, the 60 to 80 race was on and we went down to And it was very hot. It was tough, tough conditions. And we, if we can pass, you can see your ages on the back of your vest. And uh, we're like, that can't be 75, they can't be. <laughs>
1: Especially a lot of the Europeans, they have like a real healthy lifestyle, don't they?
0: There's a couple of women from Norway, always run the over 75s, and they're nearly always first and second. They'll have beaten by Polish woman this year. It's and nice. uh, you would not, you would put them maybe in their early 60s. Yeah, they just look amazing. Yeah.
1: So what is the event then? Tell me a little bit about it.
0: So there's uh so say anyone can enter, it's free. Um and there's age categories up from 35 to 80. There's actually cut off point, we still be competing. And uh it's the World Masters Mountain Running Championships. And it's really good because it's, it's all done career proper serious athletics event, you know. Mm. Um so this year they set off various categories together. So some of the men's categories had really big entries, so they actually had to split them up. Um, this year it was weird because there wasn't a mountain. <laughs> I've done it the last. I've done it. This was my fourth time, and it's always been mountains before, and quite regularly it's uphill only, which really really suits me because I'm not okay. a great descender. Um, but this year it was up and down, and it was uh quite trail, and there was like some real technical. Mm. Um, pretty steep climbs but they weren't very long and then you kind of did a wee lapping through the town on the tarmac and you come back down a wee steep rocky trail and then you had to do two and a half laps for for the younger age categories and then they give prizes for first, second and third and then there's team prizes for second and third as well so it was quite nice um, there was a big, big crowd from Ireland, I was running for Ireland and uh, there must have been I think 30 us. Over wow. While we're competing. I think we were the second biggest team after Italy.
1: So how do they select people for So anybody can go and enter. So you
0: don't select anyone can enter and um, so you're not just
1: gonna give me an island vest.
0: Yep. We won't need to
1: pay for it, but <laughs> <laughs> So is that what they're
0: I would say it's a wee bit self selecting is that people
1: okay.
0: you know tend to go if they think that they're
1: You're not gonna put an island vest if you know you're gonna be like 20 minutes behind the last person. Yeah,
0: but I mean, there are,
1: obviously there's there are last mm. people,
0: you know. Um, so how did, how did
1: the team do then?
0: So uh, I was a bit gutted in that I was the only Northern Ireland runner not to come back with a medal this year, but uh, oh. there was no other Irish woman in my category, so we didn't have a team. Uh, I finished seventh overall. Wow, but that's, year, that's pretty good though. Which I was delighted about, but I, I got medals the last couple of years, so um, mm. I got bronze the last two years, so... But I'm not doing short stuff this year, you know, so.
1: And that, that is the hard thing about the mountains though, isn't it? Like when I was doing long, slow, I had to let go of my ego a lot So I was <laughs> entering races and people running oh, past yes. me. But I just, in the back of my head, I was thinking to myself, I have to keep on thinking about the bigger picture. Yeah. And it came off in the end. Mm-hmm. But then you come back and there's just nothing in the, there's no speed there or anything at all. You I know? think it's
0: very hard. I know some people do. You combine both, but I... Would struggle and I'm doing all the really long miles I just don't get speed working and you know so I was fine with that that yeah. was sort of a compromise for this year we had a brilliant trip totally anyway but yeah there's some great performances Jim missed out on a medal this year too he was fourth by one second in a sprint finish
1: oh no way God love
0: him <laughs> uh, but Jim's I would say getting up close to the top of his age category so um,
1: so will that uh, help him then
0: yeah, so once he goes up to the 75s, then he'll be the young one.
1: <laughs> so will you be moving to a new category than that 45s? Yeah,
0: so the the female 45s was really competitive. Um, that 45 category, men and women, seems to be really competitive. So there was mm. actually seven Irish women in the over 45s, and only me in the 40s. It's typical. <laughs> Darn it. So they got, they got medals in the 45s. Mm. Uh,
1: so how does that feel then, because there's obviously people that you're racing against in these races in their 40s, mm-hmm. but you'll be leaving them sort of in a roundabout way behind a little bit, because <laughs> not behind or in front <laughs> yeah. or, do you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> um, I would love Because to you them must them. enjoy, you know, racing against those people. You yeah, still are. Your
0: age, your, you know, your peer group moves out with you. It's yeah. like we always joke here in Northern Ireland. You can tell exactly, you know, all the, that's the year when so-and-so moves out and so-and-so hasn't come in yet. And Are you looking forward to some
1: people moving out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you always do. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So, can you remember the very first time? That That's a brilliant race, but the place and the mm-hmm. location that it takes you to.
0: Well, that's what's lovely. I mean, this year was right down the hill of Italy, which isn't somewhere I would have ever thought of mm-hmm. going. It's, it's not very touristy. Last year was Slovenia, which Beautiful. is amazing. Beautiful country. Uh, and the year before that was Slovakia so you know it's taking you to places where you wouldn't necessarily go um, and I think that's I think that's the thing with my running. I'm looking at going over the next few years is actually get because this year as well went to Switzerland to do the mountain marathon and went to Austria to do a, a trail marathon so it's using it
1: you're getting greedy yeah <laughs> definitely but it's addictive just even hearing you it's addictive isn't it when you go to those places it's just you know it gives you a real purpose and just it's so enjoyable
0: it's the buzz of some running somewhere completely new and you know the mountain marathon in switzerland was fabulous i mean that
1: what time of year what time of year was that on
0: that wasn't that long ago because
1: <laughs> it can be warm in switzerland can't it
0: yeah it wasn't too bad it was it was Pleasant, but you were right up in the Alps, uh, mm-hmm. and the first day started off and it was very very hot for the first few hours. It was lovely, and then a big hail storm came on, <laughs> and it was <laughs> you know the hail you get when you're over there, and it was painful. So we actually oh, ended up sheltering under a uh, this overhanging rock, <laughs> and then I started to get really really cold. So we ran on down. A wee bit, we went underneath the ski lift, and uh, I was shivering and, and James my partner was trying to like get all my clothes on me. I thought I'm going to get hypothermia. Um, so um, that's the thing, the weather in the mountains can catch you out, it mm.
1: really can. And how, how do you find um, your performance when you move over there? Because obviously over here you do amazing, especially in your age category. Yeah. You have know, so many wins in your magic. age category, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um you... a good age category. <laughs> well, to be fair though, your age category is like the average age for CCC when I looked at it was forty one. Mm-hmm. You know, so for mountain running, you know, our age is yeah. around about that age, isn't it? Yeah. Like sort of forties. Yeah. A is. lot of people sort of move into the mountains around that age or a lot of people that like, you're competing around around that age. So it's not like we're old runners. <laughs> we're no, young mountain runners. No, in
0: fact I regularly get beaten by people older than me. Yeah. <laughs> the forty five age category here in Northern Ireland is is very intense, you
1: know. So how is your, how did you Performance far out in the likes of that Switzerland marathon in uh, your, in your quite, category. Yeah,
0: I mean that was quite hard to tell, really, because um, the that's a mountain marathon. It's what's navigation. Mm-hmm. It's all that kind of. Okay. And there was only, oh, there was very few actual teams finished. So we were fourth team out of seven who finished, and fourteen had, teams had started. So.
1: So this there's, this. There's Strategy of that race is the same as like the Night Mountain Marathon. Yes. It's a navigation course. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're
0: given a map. It's slightly different. They give you a pre-marked map, and then you just navigate around to. So the start of that race was at the top of a cable car, right? So you turned up when you registered They give you a cable car ticket. You turned up when we up to three thousand meters to wow. start the race.
1: <laughs> How did that feel?
0: Just mad if new. For start, I've never started a mountain marathon where I ran downhill. That's high. But Oh yeah, and just stunning, you know, the Alps just yeah. spread out around you, first thing in the morning. just And I it was quite a sort of, a very rocky kind of landscape, a very scree, Um, it's like starting on the top of the, or on the surface of the moon or something. <laughs> but that uh, was amazing.
1: Do you prefer that type of racing to the likes of like a marked out course?
0: Um, I think I'm moving more towards that. I only really learned how to navigate Maybe four or five years ago, I decided I had been running mountain years, races for years before that. Blissfully ignorant how to navigate. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I thought, right, Jillian, you're gonna have to learn how to navigate here. Um, I've been so lucky, really. <laughs> I'm, yeah.
1: I'm so sort again of that way myself. <laughs> it's like, okay, you've been up here long enough. Exactly. People keep on asking you, "Where's your map at?" And I'm like, mm-hmm.
0: "I know." <laughs> are looking at you in disgust when you're following them. So I thought, right, I need to be able to stand on my own two feet. So um, I just. It's really, I went on YouTube videos uh, and then I, I had a friend in work who did a bit of orienteering so he gave me some tips and then just went out with a map and a compass and practiced, which I think is the big thing mm. really, it's just getting out there but now I really enjoy that side of it it's like a whole other kind of yeah, challenge yeah. than I would it's nice it. to
1: get because you have the same we're pretty lucky here with the races that we have there's no doubt about it like the Horseshoe, Helendales, 7 Sevens, all yeah. those good stuff um, but when you do it every single year, because you you, do, you, go round, you go round the rounds, like, yeah. it's nice to get something nice and fresh, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think that's where I'm getting to at the minute, is that I'm, I'm finding that I don't necessarily want to do the same races every year. I want to start going and doing different things. And um, yeah, the, the mountain marathon is just
1: a whole other Austria, challenge, so that, you know? Yeah, Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> Those type of places. <laughs> but, do you remember uh, the very first time that you put on an old man vest. Yes, it's a beautiful it was, vest. I'm going to buy one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's been several. I've got a couple of different ones. Snowden.
1: Snowden. Uh,
0: and I think it came up with a memory on my Facebook the other day was it seven years ago? Something like that. Um,
1: so how did that feel?
0: Oh, I just couldn't believe it. just never expect to be, you know, representing the country like
1: how did that happen? Did somebody pick up the phone or did you get a phone call
0: I suppose I had been doing okay in the mountains, you know, and then they actually she ask, says you very to, they ask you to put yourself forward. Um, So I had sort of went, mm-hmm. no, just a bit kind of tentatively thinking of it. And oh gosh, I can't remember they got. I think I got probably a phone call from Anne Sanford. It usually is phone call. And Anne's brilliant. And the... Yeah, offered it to me and it was it was.
1: You amazing. must have been buzzing with that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, they're brilliant weekends away too. They're such a nice, So I've been lucky enough that mm-hmm. I've done a few now and uh, they're just lovely weekends away. They're a lovely bunch of people. Um, Nimra does a really good job with organizing it. Uh, and.
1: There is something about mountain runners though. All the road runners are gonna.
0: It's very, they're so approachable you know i mean i mm-hmm. was sitting we were sitting there in italy talking to ben munzi apparently he was one of the top english mountain runners and he just be chatting to anybody and you know it's the same any of the top guys that i've had mm-hmm. the fortune to to stumble across it, everyone's very down to earth and but it's funny some of those races you would go to especially the home international <laughs> so there's just the home countries so um and maybe foreign team so there's no hiding place and uh, the northern ireland ladies would be always kind of lining up at the back and the english team often sent out these uh, team of you know 20 year old sort of 33 34 minute 10k road runners because quite often the home international will be an uphill only so you don't need as much mountain skills you mm-hmm. know and it would be like <laughs> what are we doing here so yeah do you get
1: that sense sometimes? I know when I that was my first experience, obviously going over to Chamonix. Mm. And when I was standing in the startup queue, I was thinking, only briefly, to be honest. But <laughs> you're looking around at all of these like Italians and French, and they're so tanned and got all <laughs> the gear. And I'm thinking, oh my god! Oh my like, god, yeah. like, <laughs> like, am I white looking? And you have a, a totally incorrect perspective on yourself because yeah. you've come from Ireland it's gold and whatever, like. And there's an element of feeling a bit out of place. but Actually, when you start the race,
0: yeah,
1: it surprises you. Yeah. Um, the Mons are a great, a great playground for us. Oh,
0: absolutely. But I think you can't tell who's a good runner and who's not just by looking at them. Mm-hmm. You think you can, but, but you really can't. And especially them. on
1: the longer races as well, because the longer races, you know, they really do test your weaknesses.
0: I think it's a lot of a mental strength too. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that kind of appeals to me. Because it's about just, you know, beating that bit of you that says, you want to stop, this is hard, you know. I'm quite stubborn. (laughs) There's something about every
1: time that you meet you on Corso, you're always smiling. You have this huge smile. Do you think that's, or maybe when you go past... Yeah, it's Stop not so again. But. <laughs> Some of my favorite partners though, and we cause... listen to
0: this going, no, <laughs> 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 you haven't seen the other side. <laughs>
1: but do you think that is important though? Because you're talking about mental strength there. You know, you're trying to keep yourself up, being confident. And like, do you really enjoy racing?
0: I, I enjoy certain types of races. Yeah. I mean, I think the short ones are always, you're always suffering. But those kind of long ones, the, I just love being in the mountains. So mm. I think I do... Uh, I loved Seven Sisters, and that's probably the one where we saw each other most recently. I just thought that was an amazing course yeah. Um, and I also went into it with the attitude I'm going to enjoy this, you know, I'm not going to tie myself up in knots, I'm just going to, it's such a long race, I think you have to, you know, plus you are chatting the with people and,
1: <laughs> you know. I, I met you actually going down, I was going down the steps at Muckish, yes. to minus the turn up point you were coming up by the minus Path. I was like, oh my God, and you, and you, well, Robbie, how you doing? Like she, like, she is so happy. She's on her way back up and I'm going down. I'm not as happy as that. But those type of races, then, do you feel, like the Hill and Dale's obviously sharp, short, mm-hmm. you can't get a breath. Yeah. And it's deep pain from the start, yeah. really. And if you can pull a smile out, you're doing well. Yeah. It's maybe a cameraman. that's the reason why <laughs> exactly. you're pulling a smile. But the longer races, do you enjoy the journey of that then? Yeah. The adventure?
0: Definitely. So. And it- it is more sociable, you do end up. Mm. To be well. I mean, I came, my original background was road running, so it's uh, it's so different from that. You know, that was just the focus on your watch, the focus on time. You know, to me, the beauty of the mountains is you're not panicking about every mile split, or you know, mm. um, and
1: it is it's a bit liberating,
0: yeah, it's completely liberating. Liberating is a really good mm. word for it, actually. It's like you're suddenly. I don't look at my watch from my start it to, to finish
1: it, you know. Yeah, I love it. it like. Uh, halfway through CCC, I actually turned my watch off. Number totally. one, I knew it was going to suffer. I didn't Both, watches. <laughs> Both watches. Both <laughs> watches. So, why has he got two watches? Because <laughs> no. I've got two arms. Why else? <laughs> of course. Balance it <laughs> yeah. But you did start road running. When you lost yeah. the weight, then you started road running. And you actually ran some phenomenal times. Like, do you have, like, an 18-minute...
0: 18.27,
1: k. And your marathon time was down to like 3 hours. 3.03. 3.03. That was
0: supposed to be a sub-3 and the wheels fell off 18 miles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 18 miles, <laughs> like, well that was pretty good then, if you hung on that well. Right. So that, that was with underwind. Springwell then, you were running with Springwell at the beginning, yes. was it? Mm-hmm. 3.03, was that at? That was Dublin. I only ever did two marathons, Dublin
0: twice, oh. 2010, 2015.
1: And you actually, I'm surprised you let go of the sub three then. So what happened? I know
0: everybody says that, you know. Um, I I have had a brilliant coach, Jim Johnson, for five years, and uh, that was our big focus of the year. And the training went really well. Um, I hit PBs at pretty much every distance, and. I always knew three hours was going to be a big ask. <laughs> it is, let's <if> not.
1: <laughs> Less than 1% of Martiners like, so. Exactly.
0: Uh, but I did, it did 124 or something in the Belfast half. You know, it was kind of
1: on track. How long have you been running when you've done that?
0: 2015, so about 10 years.
1: Jim okay. was quite... Um, so you on the road quite a long time before you hit the hills.
0: Yeah, and I had already been <clears throat> getting trained by Jim for four or five years. So, I mean, he was quite adamant it wasn't. That's not something you jump into, mm-hmm. just off very little. That you need to have that base. So we had worked on building up that base. That's good. Um, but it was the whole focus of everything from the beginning of that year till October, and then the weather wasn't great on the day. It was quite windy, and bizarrely for Dublin Marathon, I managed to get caught on my own pretty much. You sort of think, oh, marathon that big? There's, <laughs> but, and yeah, just sort of. Cause you're running too
1: quick. <laughs> well, we were at, there was plenty of people.
0: <laughs> but yeah. It takes um, a lot
1: of hard work though, doesn't it? When you're training at that level, you know, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're training, my you're whole trying to life recover.
0: was focused around the marathon and I was starting to get very, very worked up about races mm-hmm. and I was thrown up before races with nerves and that kind of thing. And I just, and I started just hating running, you know, it just became a like, punishment instead of something I enjoyed so as soon as it was over you know Jim was quite keen for me to go again and he thought I would have broke three but I was like, I won't come back to the mountains (laughs) because I was already a mountain runner for that stage but I was still a little bit of both um I'm a better road runner did you have a fear
1: of going into the mountains then as in yours you said you were doing a bit of mountain running then
0: so for that year, I pretty much gave it up yeah. because I was afraid of an injury. It was the first year and that I hadn't done Lyric in Lyric mountain run in about seven years or something. So it was quite. It felt like quite a big sacrifice to step away from mm-hmm. the mountains. And then it was just like escape back into the mountains. <laughs> so even then, for a while I did the odd road race, but now I'm just, nah, I don't enjoy it. I still get that same sick with nerves and... You
1: know. Even in the mountain races. No, no. No. It's a totally different thing, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's, there's it's, something about it though, because I'm only in the mountains now last twelve months. Mm-hmm. And the reason being I was a clumsy road runner maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Coming into the mountains and I was just rolling and every time I came into the mountains no. I just wasn't focused. I didn't know how to make. I did know how to tune in to mm-hmm. the technicality of this path looks simple, there's only a few stones on it. I managed to find every stone that was on it for some reason. But
0: you do have to learn that. I think, you know, that does come with experience, is the ability to be able to run over technical ground and, you know, I think people just think, oh, it'll be fine, it comes naturally, but it does take practice.
1: You you, you have to learn how to, like I went over my ankle at the beginning of the year, Mm. actually that was a really good thing that happened to me, Mm -hmm. because it was at the easy part of the course Uh and it made me realise every time I'm going over my ankles on the easy part of the course, you have to be switched in, switched on. Yeah. But now I find it naturally and I don't consciously do it. But you're just you're you're just doing it all the time now. Because you're like I'm not letting that happen again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have it you had easy. any bad injuries?
0: I've been very lucky on <laughs> touching wood. I'm touching wood for you as <laughs> but, well. Um I've had a lot of overuse injuries. Um it's mm. very, very injury prone for a while. I think particularly the road run and I also think the mountain running is um you're less inclined to get those kind of overuse, you yeah. know, IT band, Achilles. Um, I have problems with my knee <laughs> uh, at the minute, uh, which I think is probably cartilage related. Uh. But I'm currently ignoring <laughs> <the way. laughs> it. So do you think the road
1: has helped build that strength then? Like sort of build up your ankles and sort of those sort of things? Cause
0: I think the mountains really build it up your ankles. Yeah. You know, I I find my ankles are quite strong, and quite flexible. I think the road, I mean, I think it took a lot from my road training and I certainly come out of it with a lot of Mm -hmm. strength, um, especially marathon training, I mean, really makes you a very strong runner. And I'm still, I would still be better on more runnable courses. Um, As I say, I would always have been a better road runner than a mountain runner compared to my peers. As people who would beat me on the mountains, I would beat them on the roads, which is why I think my coach tried to steer me more towards road running, but wasn't for me i'm not i'm not a great descender which is my weakness on the mountains um and i've been trying to work on that i actually went and had hypnotherapy which was a because it's it a fear isn't it yeah it's a fear it was becoming a real fear mm. like i was almost freezing up on the descents so i went to this per poor, poor hypnotherapist and he's like what do you want I want to be able to run really fast down mountains." <laughs> and he's like, really? <laughs> and you can see him going, is this ethical? <laughs> and, uh, so part of it, he was like, um, tell me about a time when you really froze up on a mountain. And there was uh, a Donard race, two years ago now, three. Um, and I said, oh, I was coming down the Glen River path and it's really stony and rocky and rough. And it was hailstoning. And there was like a wee thin layer of hailstones i landed on. It. I said, I really froze up and I had to walk. And he goes, But that's just sensible. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> it was like, yeah. but the people around me were running. <laughs> oh, it was
1: brilliant. It can get into your head a bit though, can't it? Yeah. When I was doing the Hill and Dales there, I was doing like, I think it was going to Uganda Martin. And the two races before that, something, was it Luke's Mountain?
0: Yes. Uh, that was a new one. Yeah.
1: As soon as I started coming down, I hit a whole road straight away and I just walked mm-hmm. down. <laughs> I was too afraid. I said, that's it. I tried to run. I, but just... I
0: think when you're training for something and you're really yeah. conscious that if I twist an ankle here, you know, this is going to be all that training. I was I trying to run, so. but yeah, I couldn't. Anyway. My head was like, nope it was I quite... just give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, walking.
1: Yeah, I thought it was harder to walk than actually run. Then it's like, this is even worse. Can somebody get me a helicopter and get me down off this mountain, please? Yeah.
0: It's actually the big secret is relaxing because, mm. um, the minute I start to tense up, I'm more likely to fall. So it's trying to just so that's relax a question I was going to have there because you said
1: you're you're sort of training to come down a bit quicker and more relaxed. What mm. sort of things do you sort of focus on? Cause, down, I'm not a good downhill. Not staring
0: at right in front of you. I You know, not thinking, right, put my foot there, put my foot there. Actually, to look sort of slightly ahead and the thing from the hypnotherapist was to trust my feet. So just, mm. uh, you'll occasionally hear me muttering to myself. <laughs> right, so, trust your feet, trust your feet. And just, because I, it's like, you know when you're going downstairs, you don't look at your every stair mm. you're putting your foot on, you just trust that your feet will... So it's a bit like that, just go, just flow and trust your feet and let them, Cause which will work fine until I stumble in then
1: <laughs> If you stay relaxed though, you know, when your foot lands, you're going to flex, yeah. aren't you? Like, you're going to keep on going. I think
0: getting your feet up quickly too is yeah. one of the things, fast feet, because if you, even if you do put your foot in something, if it's coming up straight away, then you're less likely mm. to go into So is it
1: shorter steps or longer strides?
0: No, short, I would usually do short steps, especially if it's very steep, mm. little short, fast steps. Because so you, you see some control. of the guys
1: coming down there that are really good descenders.
0: Amazing. <laughs> I'm so jealous of
1: them. And you, <laughs> like, While well, I'm in I'm a Hill and Dale's, I'm strong, I think it's the long legs. But yeah. I don't know if it's strong enough, when you've got long legs, it helps you when you're going up because you can take big yeah. steps up. But when I'm coming down somebody overtakes me, because mm. I always end up too far up in the field going up because my long legs <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so when i'm
1: at the top i have to painfully wait for 20 people to go past me because i'm such a bad descender oh, it's depressing. but it's seconds <laughs> they are way ahead of me oh no, you know. you know you're like yeah. i can't be going back. you very slow. frustrating
0: because you think well i've expended all the energy climbing here and in the bit where you're not really expending so much energy that's where they're all flying by me so that was why that was something i was determined to work on because i knew it was it was mental, not physical. Mm. Now it turns out, now that I've, to some extent, got over the mental barrier, uh, my knees are not happy, <laughs> so I actually feel the pain in the descent, but um, but, yeah, it's, it, is, it is frustrating and mm-hmm. you just see them fly by and you think, some people have no fear. <laughs> There's a few of the women out there I compete against and you just think, how are they doing that? <laughs>
1: It's a bit like mountain biking as well. Like, I would never get on a mountain bike because I would just kill myself. If you have fear yeah. when you're descending in any way of form, then that causes problems. Like cause you're hesitant and you're breaking mm-hmm. and all those sort of things are happening.
0: I couldn't do my
1: And um, that's just me <laughs> anyway. Like, but so what? What does a typical year look like? So two thousand nineteen. Because you do, you're very consistent. You do quite a bit of racing, don't yeah. you? Yeah.
0: Yes. But I think that's also a little bit of a hangover from, from having been coached, where he was very selective about what races I did. So then afterwards, I went a bit mad and <laughs> did everything, and I am trying to calm that back down again.
1: Do you have a weekly? Uh, sorry, a yearly sort of plan. Like, do you look I for a big, big
0: yearly planner in the next room? <laughs> a big wall planner. Um. So I try. I'm trying to space out the big races, but I mean, it's still like this year I did. Seven Sevens two weeks after Seven Sisters and yeah. it was a complete disaster. I just
1: I was surprised because I, I felt okay going into the race. Yeah, I thought it was okay that morning, like, but I was going up Binion thinking, this is what has happened.
0: <laughs> it was meal more for me. I was going up meal more and I just thought, I literally don't know if I'm going. Like I was saying to myself, right Jillian, you can walk around it if you have to. But I was saying to myself, I don't even know if I can walk There was just nothing in my legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you've done phenomenal in the Seven Sisters, oh, sorry, I can't get into the two mixed up, the Seven Skyline, <laughs> is it? The Skyline Challenge anyway, over in Donegal. Um, seven Sisters. But you've done really, really well, Now I see the date just came up, and he moved that to, I think it was the around August, yeah. August. Uh-huh. that must be very close to the seven sevens as well.
0: Yeah, he actually, uh, he contacted me and said that I think that was likely to be an issue, but said there weren't that many people who had done both, mm. so it's you know the calendars are so packed it's difficult for anyone uh, and I think he had commitments in terms of the Skyrunner Series but that, that's I just think that's an amazing race I would put there, that up as one of the top courses
1: yeah I think it was four points as well from yeah. ITRA as well which is really which is good. good like so I had never been there before for yeah. anybody that's never been there uh-huh. like I had never even heard of Aragon you know I'm only <laughs> up in the mountains I bloody know about Aragon now <laughs> I <laughs> can tell you now you know because on day one, um, we went up the south face, yeah. mm-hmm. it's all shaley and pack. whatever like, and when I got to the very top of it, I could see a flag on further yeah. and I went, please don't tell me I'm going over there, because this is proper skyline over there, oh, I'm not a skyline runner, even though you're entering the skyline, he goes, no, that's for tomorrow. Mm. And I went, oh, thank goodness for that, I did we're thinking what well, I'm doing tomorrow as well. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> but you do like... That north face of Eregle, like...
0: I was mad. We went down a few weeks before that to do wee Because I'd never... This is a funny thing, I'm from Donegal, but because I wasn't a runner when I was there, I'd never been up Eregle or Muckish until I started going back down and doing them. And uh, uh, I had done Seven Sisters the year before, but you didn't come up. You know, it was quite a different race. You'd done really well the year before. Won at the year before, which was fabulous, in front of my mum and dad. And, that must uh, have been amazing. Really was, yeah, especially as I had it. Oh, I think that was why I was so determined to do it properly this time. I think I just hadn't fueled properly the year before. And coming off uh, Ergal, I was all over the place. And apparently these couple of guys found me kind of wandering around off the path. <laughs> so God love them. They sat me down, literally put jelly babies in my mouth, <laughs> fed me water and then uh got me up got me down the then you know the scree bit until yeah. you hit the grass and then the jelly boobies must have kicked in and i just took off and left <laughs> so yeah i was delighted to win despite that do you feel but, your road
1: running taking come, kicking back in then because you've ha- I've got good like mileage over the years in your legs like there's a lot have- of
0: miles in my legs and i do think that helps you know i think every year you're putting that into them you know you have that about strength, stays in that muscle memory, and, you know. You hit
1: the road then, it was like three miles or something, isn't it, to the finish? Sort this of.
0: year, so last year it finished just at the bottom of the Um But yeah, no, that, that three miles at the end, oh God. <laughs> I was dying at that stage. <laughs> so I, I was going along and it was quite flat, but I tried to convince myself it was, there was uphill, so I thought, like, I'll just walk the way uphill. And then this guy caught up with me and uh, he was done too. So the two of us would go, right? Okay, we'll run to that tree over there and we'd run away a it. Right, we'll make it to the lamppost. And, oh, but I'd never, that's the longest it, race I've ever 15, done. 13? Oh, is it? 32. I'd never gone over F- marathon distance. Yeah,
1: so 50k It's mm. like 14,000 feet, right? Close to that anyway, isn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah, I amazing. Mean, like, but I don't think even the figures actually show you what that race is like mm. because there's no path. You know, you're on that boggy ground most of boggy the time. Boggy ground, long
1: grass. Sort yeah,
0: and then that climb up there I go. I love that. I do. I do a wee bit of bouldering, you know, the okay. indoor climbing. And I love a bit of
1: scrambling. But that's going to help then as well because <laughs> it didn't help me getting there for the very first <laughs> time. But oddly enough, um, since I came back from that and after doing that. And I was going up the mons, I was looking at different paths and different routes that were a bit more creepy yeah. than London I was used to. And I was for some reason, just by doing that one race, I uh-huh. felt more comfortable doing these ridges that I hadn't done before. Yeah. Just getting that familiarity with it.
0: I I really I quite enjoy a scramble up. I don't I don't like yeah. going down on it, so um but yeah, I really But there was,
1: was one point I came across boulders, so about three quarters of the way up. Yeah. And th- I didn't know where the flag was. No, was... and you had
0: to kind of go round this outcrop. <laughs> yeah. And I
1: was like, well, where do I go? I can't go back down from here, so I have to go around somewhere. I'm lucky enough to see another flag up. Yeah. But up you there were literally
0: like... holding on with your hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it was brilliant. I loved how they described it in the race briefing. Some bits are a bit airy. <laughs> okay.
1: It first hit me when we were going up Muckish. That so, was a tough enough one too. Yeah, it was quite a yeah. tight ridge. And I was mm. with this guy. We'd run about three or four miles together and we hit the ridge. Mm. <laughs> and I was on my hands and knees next to the trail. He says, what are you doing? <laughs> I goes, I am not running next to that edge. And he was just running up normally chatting to me. And I was like Spider-Man <laughs> on the him. Um, do you enjoy that type of ridge running as a bit of...
0: I do. I like, uh, you know... As long as I'm going up or going on the flat, I'm fine. I'm not scared of heights at all. Um, mm-hmm. As I say, it's just the descending that I struggle with. But I also, I quite, I like things that push me out of my comfort. So, you know, I quite like going out and doing something that's where I feel like, I haven't been in so many situations where I've felt like, Gillian, what are you doing here? <laughs> Maybe this time we have gone that's too good. far. Jillian,
1: uh, next time I'm thinking that, I'm think Gillian <laughs> thinks this too. It's good.
0: Because <laughs> I quite like going out and doing, you know, Sometimes runs on my own, and I've gotten. I went to I went on holiday to the Lake District uh, a couple of years ago on my own, and decided I wanted to go up to Scafell Pike. So I met this group of pensioners, and they told me they got from the Seathwaite side. So um, out map and compass and all that got up to the top, and then they had told me a different way to come back down, and uh, it was really misty at the top, so I was heading off. Up Pike. with just my lap and my compass, crossing this big boulder field. I don't really like boulder fields because I don't like the holes down between the boulders. And I was halfway across this complete out and in the middle of all I could see was boulder field, and just thinking, What are you doing? <laughs> it's great. Why don't you you, come you on are
1: but totally disoriented, though. You do not have a clue where you're at when it's total out.
0: Yeah, it's quite creepy. I still find it quite mm. creepy whenever. Because it's so disconcerting, you know, if you had to tell me, guess which way is north without a compass.
1: I know, had, I think it was two weeks ago or last week, I went up Binion. Yeah. It was at nine o'clock at night, like, but the fog was down and it was raining. I'm doing a race in a month's time. I know it sounds crazy to people, but I might be in that situation. So <laughs> I did definitely. want to experience it. Yeah. And whatever happened at the quarry on the way up, I turned 90 degrees left and I thought I was going up. Yeah. I actually thought I found a really easy path that I never knew about.
0: <laughs> think
1: nobody had discovered. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, I've just got to keep on going with this path and see where it takes me. But it wasn't going up. Yeah. Kept, but there was a big steep side to me okay. at the left. And I thought that was me looking down at the wall.
0: Because uh-huh. I yeah. still thought
1: I was going up the wall. And I really ended up in Wee Binion. <laughs> <laughs> it's only when I got the compass 8. Yeah. I used actually the GPS on the watch, which brought me back to the course. And it brought me back to the path at the bottom. It almost freaked me out a little bit. I was yeah. like, I hadn't. I am so lost. But I didn't even know I was. It's I
0: amazing how you can get so lost, even in places you know really well. Like I used to live down near Bushmills and I used to lock my dream in a Knocklead Mountain, which is near Ballycastle. Castle. And so I thought of this as a, my mountain. It was on my backyard. And I had a route that I ran up all the time. You ran up next to a fence. And then all you had to do was cross a little bit of open ground, and then you hit another fence, like, coming at you perpendicular. And I remember going up one day in really, really thick fog, ran up by the fence, went straight across, hit the other fence. But then you were, you could normally see the cairn on the other side, because it was so misty, I couldn't see the cairn. I started thinking, I'm on the wrong... I completely convinced myself I was in the wrong part of the mountain, even though I yeah. physically could not have been on a- but yeah, it's for the, mind, the the tricks. You mind your mind just switches like
1: that, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Because you're like, as you say that, you convince yourself <laughs> just in a split second, yeah. even though you know where you're you're at, you lose the confidence of that. Have you ever been lost in a race? Um,
0: I've been minor, like lost in a race. Um, I've Wrong never direction. been massive. I uh, <laughs> I was doing flagstaff to Carlingford one year. Have you ever done that yeah. one? So You come down off uh, Sleaf Foy down to Carlingford, and I'd been really this was before I was great navigator, so I've been quite lucky. I've been running with a group, and as you were coming off Sleaf Foy, it gets quite rough. and Because I was not as good a descender as the group I was in, they kind of ran away from me. And then I managed to put my foot down a hole in rocks and really bash my shin, bleeding, and and uh, that my training partners will not be surprised to hear this. I sat down and had a little cry. <laughs> not the first or the last race. <laughs> and then I was like, right, I have to complete white. I got the mat and the compass out and uh, managed to get roughly the right direction. But I came in to the wrong end of Carlingford. So I came in two parts. So then I had to run down through the <laughs> blood pouring out of me. Tears tripping me. These people were all coming out of church or whatever and they were kind of looking at me like, and I actually ran up to the finish in the wrong direction so right. they were standing looking up the hill away we I had sort of tapped them in the shoulder and <laughs> go, hello, <laughs> i just finished. That's
1: class. You see all those different types of races like the Snowdon, the uh, 50k races, because you, re- you really enjoyed that 50k race. Mm. Um, do you find yourself drifting towards the longer races now? Oh,
0: I don't know Robbie, that's the truth, I don't know, that's the longest I've done. Mm. Um, it's not massive in terms of dif- distance, but I think, you know, that that's a lot more than a 32 mile mm. race. I I do like the challenge of it, but I can't see me doing, I definitely wouldn't want to do ultras on the road, um, mm. and... Yeah, I don't even know if ultra trail races would be. I mean, certainly nothing like the kind of UTMB or Mm. TCC. They all seem a bit too extreme. I I, don't know. I don't know how it managed with sleep deprivation.
1: Yeah. Well, it's only 24 hours. Like, it's not really... (laughs) I can see your face coming over UTMB, though. (laughs) Um,
0: I'm tempted because it's a different challenge and, you know... But
1: it's just not on the journey that you're on right now.
0: I think i would probably try a little bit longer in and see.
1: Because mm-hmm. you have done, you done the Mount Blanc Trail, didn't you, last year? Yeah, over so six what, it's, days. <laughs> yeah, but it's an amazing place, isn't it? What was that experience that was like? The,
0: I would say it was one of the best trips I've ever done in my life. It was amazing. So it was um, this fantastic company, Run the Wild, and it's uh, it's uh, a runner who. He does it all, and uh, Simon James, he took us for the first three days, and then he hired in another guide for the next three days, and it really was the luxury tour. of the trip. They, you know, you had a guide there the whole time, so you didn't have to think about where you were going. So anybody can do this, like? Yeah, yeah. You can go to the website. Yeah, run the wild, They're, they were fantastic. Um, they transport your luggage from one stop to the next, so all you're carrying is your, mm-hmm. you know, your wee pack just for the day. They provide you with lunch. They like, they had some of the days. They had like little pit stops along the way with all this food, and uh, it was all lovely hotels. Yeah, if you're going to do UTMB, I'd say that's the way.
1: To do it. So is that on the same course? So
0: it's exactly the uh, the UTMB course. So oh, the last brilliant. three days were like twenty mile plus days. So it's tough enough, you know. It's, yeah. So it's, it's I mean, different. Jokes about it, me doing it the luxury way, but. It's still a good challenge, you know, you need to be... It's a holiday, isn't it? It's a mountain running holiday. We went out in the morning and you're about eight or half a or whatever and you finished at four o'clock, so we took our time. We stopped and had cake and took photos and...
1: That must feel good as well. You're not racing. It was
0: actually a really nice... Because I think sometimes we have a tendency to just go places and do races and, you know, not Um, necessarily just enjoy it. There was something lovely about just taking your time and enjoying and it, I mean, you know from being there, it yeah. is the most stunning place if you're a mountain runner. That's
1: That's that's what I found actually, the one thing I did find that was hard when I was there or when I was coming home, mm. um, I was disappointed that I didn't get the opportunity to, I know it sounds mad because yeah. you just ran the race, but you're running you're the looking race. You're at your
0: feet a lot of times in yeah. the race. You know, you give you, your head down, you're watching where you're going and you're not yeah, it was it was really nice to because do. Because when we were coming
1: down off um, back into the valley of Chamonix, mm-hmm. the trails were amazing. Yeah. Like, nice lot. I've been here all week. <laughs> and my wife, who was down in the valley as well, waiting on me somewhere. Like, she hadn't experienced, you know, coming up here. And I thought, you need to come back here and just yeah, do this holiday. Yeah, and just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the place for what it is.
0: I think that was a really nice combination for me of. You know, doing it in a kind of nice, relaxing way, but still mm-hmm. getting out and doing a decent amount of running. And I came back off that, I was in great shape. All the altitude training <laughs> was brilliant.
1: Um, see, on the longer race, then like 50k, I'm s- s- like my that skyline challenge that, I, that we did the seven, si- seven sisters. <laughs> Damn the seven sevens! Like, I'm so <laughs> so bloody and Um I had a real breakdown in my fueling strategy Yeah, you know, really struggled in the second yeah. half of it like what well, it was horrendous like yes. um but i did enjoy getting through that what do you fuel on when, in a race like that apart from the jelly beans that somebody put in your mouth <laughs>
0: yeah i i have started taking more of the little sweet types of the honey stingers and cliff blocks and i used to do gels but mm-hmm. just find you're taking so many over a race and that it would make my stomach feel sick so i do better in the week kind of solid energy sweets Um, and then I would have maybe jelly babies and that to break it up Um, And then I tend to start craving something savory towards the end. So uh, mini cheddars are my thing (laughs) Because you still get a bit of a carb hit from them, but they taste savory. I know from previous long runs that's um, I'd be craving something savory because you've had so much sweet because um, you don't have to worry tablet- about it
1: on the shorter r- races, really, do you? Yeah, do
0: you I mean, short sure I mean? races, I would still use gels, and I would still bring a gel or two with me. But I case. just find that I find that hard. But salt tablets would be my other big revelation. Taking mm. salt tablet tablet every hour, especially if it's very warm.
1: Yeah, so, and it was Barry McCarroll They'd give me some salt tablets Mm. for sports, I said make sure you take these with you to UTMB and it was 28 degrees and I had no issues whatsoever, so it just goes to show they do work.
0: Mm. I definitely think so,
1: yeah. uh, So I was saying to you there, I did no prep coming up the road, so I did actually open up my notes on my iPhone (laughs) and I wrote down a few questions, some short fire questions, because I was able to use the the mic on this. so. These aren't too bad. Like your most favourite place to run.
0: Oh, I think the moors are hard to beat. But mm. I run in Glenariff a lot too. Forest
1: Park's beautiful. Um, when we talked about coming off the road into the mourns, mm. it's great not having to look at your watch. Yeah, but you get a real sense of it. You, know, you get at the top of burner, you're, and the view. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it's, the thing. I think we might run in. Is people need to remember to stop occasionally and have a look around. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, who inspires you?
0: so many people. I've been really lucky to have a lot of people around me. That, but I think I, I find a lot of inspiration now from the likes of Jim Patterson, John mm. McKay, the longevity, I think the people who have been around, because that, that's what I, I aspire to, still being going another 30 years Yeah, exactly. Time,
1: you know? Winter safety versus summer, I wrote then because you, you do go up in the mountains in the winter.
0: I quite enjoyed that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm I am, I am sensible. I, I am the kind of person who will check the weather, weather forecast and not go up if I think there's a risk. I do, I think you have to be very respectful of the mountains. And people have a tendency to think, oh, it's just the morns, you know, but people die on the morns. So I'm quite, I am quite sensible, mm. but I do quite like a nice like a nice winter, snowy day, getting all my kit on. <laughs> I have, all, I keep buying with winter kits
1: <laughs> I, I have to say, you know, running's a cheap sport. Not. <laughs> trail running and mountains are really expensive, like, and even for the different types of shoes, and mm-hmm. the ground, and the trail, and your kit.
0: Well, you can do it cheaply.
1: Yeah, well, I'm actually, I coming up to see you today is, um, <laughs> like, I have a light rain jacket, oh, man, rain jacket's 10,000, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> whatever that is, um, but I now need a 30,000 one for my next oh, race, very, and I'm like, yeah. bloody hell, like, because no. um, it's winter time. Is there any types of different pieces of kit that you have had for the winter that you wouldn't really bring in the summer, I suppose? You're...
0: Well, I, so I have different, I have the OM Can Leica jacket, would be my heavier.
1: Which Ulm is it? I keep on calling it OMM. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I have, a uh, that's my heavier waterproof jacket, and then I have a medium waterproof jacket, and then I have a light waterproof jacket. Um, But yeah, I have some really... It does really, expensive, doesn't it? Oh, it does, but sure, it, it's my it's, it's thing. It's what you do, you know, it's that's my, it. Um, but yeah, I have the Monty and Extreme mitts, and the big, heavy, down mitts. I have I have mini crampons. <laughs> I have a lot of these things that I've only had on me once, you know?
1: Just just in case. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm just a sucker for but it. But
1: you do like the one there, you like it when it's snow, you like that adverse... I love the
0: snow, I love being out in the snow, I think that. Also, it actually weirdly helps my descendant. A lot of that habits. is weird. <laughs> you <laughs> you can slide down the rocks, quicker. So you don't feel so bad. <laughs> I
1: actually got a lot of stick because when we were in the Seven Sisters, um, when we were coming down to that beach part mm. on the video, I put it down, it went down in my bum. <laughs> People didn't know, where my knees were sore from all the training yeah, I was doing, yeah. so it wasn't that. Was I it? often
0: slide down in my bum, and yeah. I feel no shame.
1: <laughs> what is your favorite piece of kit?
0: I mean, I, the, the Aum jacket, I have always found, has, I've been out in some really awful conditions and that's always held up very well for me. Cause um, it can make
1: a difference, cold can yeah. just, that's it. There's no And I that. get
0: cold quite quickly. And when I get cold, I'm not happy. Then I'm not smiling. <laughs> uh, and I've had some races where I've got very, very cold. Gloves, good gloves. I would say that is mm. probably my essential. Um, it took me quite a while to get to see where and I often, if it's a wet day, I wear waterproof gloves and you know, it looks like I've got big goalie gloves on, but I hate cold hands.
1: <laughs> I have a pair of over mitts. Mm,
0: they're a good job. They
1: look silly like. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know,
0: but you don't care. <laughs> but to
1: that point, that's the beauty about the likes of going up into the morns, which, especially in the wintertime, mm. like you have them all to yourself. Oh, you know. go up there on a Saturday morning yeah. Yeah. and you, you might not see right anybody there. at all.
0: Definitely. You
1: no, know, it's amazing. This is maybe a bit of an unfair question. Who's the most fun person to run with? <laughs> that was a bit unfair, Ooh. was it?
0: <laughs> I am very lucky. I have two great groups. Of, I have a really good group, with Mark and that Tim. That a group answer. That was that a safe answer, with. that uh, one. And they, yeah. We fight a lot, but we laugh a lot.
1: <laughs> what, what one race would you like to run that you haven't run?
0: Goodness, there's probably loads if you were only
1: allowed to uh, and there was no money in question race or anything again. a billionaire <laughs> just come to That's right jillian we're going here we go
0: um i mean if in terms of if you told me i could only choose one race ever again i weirdly this might be i think the seven sevens mm. i think it's a really complete race you know um and i really enjoy it even after this year Um.
1: Even after drinking water from Mount Cromdale. It, it's like brown, pure brown <laughs> water. My friend, I actually was a bit dehydrated from the night before, but um, you know, I drank two bottles of water out of the bucket. My friend filled his bottle and says, Jesus, I'm not drinking that unless I really need to. And I was like, oh, I've just <laughs> drunk a liter of it. What are you talking about? It's a unique race, isn't it?
0: Anyways, and I just, I love the fact that it's all mountain, you're visiting pretty much all the mountains you really want to go and see in the mornings anyway and yeah there's I mean, no
1: real respite in it no it up, just keeps going down, up, down. Yeah. there was one of the walkers on the trail down along the side of the river it was in front mm-hmm. of me and he stepped and he disappeared <laughs> right up to his thigh and I was like I am so glad he was ahead of me because <laughs> that could have been me <laughs>
0: that bit is really rough <laughs> yeah, say so
1: it does have a bit of everything doesn't it
0: it does yeah I think that's what yeah I like about it it has a bit of everything.
1: Um, do you read at all? Any running books? Or- <laughs> yeah. We're looking at the Skyrunner here. What's your favourite running book?
0: Uh, I, Feet in the Clouds was the one that, that got me... I wrote
1: that down and I thought myself, she's going to say that like...
0: <laughs> I think it was just... It, I read it around the time that I was starting to get into mountain running and it was reading this. Go, ooh, that's me, I do that, you know, it was lovely, but... Um,
1: Brings brings out the rawness yeah. Of the mountain run, and what, the essence yeah. of what it's all about, really, doesn't it? Uh-huh. I have to say that's
0: Emily Forsberg's book I'm reading it at the minute. And I love is she's really, really enthusiastic. You know, she's just loving it all and like she's competing at such a high level. But it just comes across this real bubbliness and love for the mountains. And that's made me think, right, you know, be more positive, don't be going yeah. out thinking, oh, this is going to hurt, you know.
1: I think that's very important. Um one of the one that won UTMB this year, when you're mm-hmm. talking there, reminds me of her a bit. Yeah. Um, Courtney Duor, Yeah. Don't know if I pronounce her second name properly, Mike, but um she has that like love and like she's not taking she doesn't seem to be taking it seriously in yeah. any way or form. She's just out doing the thing Enjoying in the mountains. Yeah. And, and but she's like she won UTMB, you know, she's phenomenal. She's been marked as one of the best ultra runners, I think maybe the best alter on a, of at the minute, like mm-hmm. men and women. Um,
0: There's a few of the, the sort of top women that I follow, um, on Instagram and that, and they are really inspirational. And It's, it's just nice to see, I mean, Emily is obviously, she's, uh, Killeen other half when okay. they just had a baby. So she's coming back from that. And it's just nice to see, uh, she has a, a definitely God love
1: that child. That's all I can say. pressure
0: is going to be on it. <laughs> everybody's just going, oh, this is going to be a super fast child.
1: <laughs> have you any quotes or anything like out there? Motivational quotes or mantras?
0: <laughs> well, apart from the trust your feet, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a tendency to talk to myself quite a lot in races, so mm-hmm. you sometimes hear me mutter in a way. And I just, I try to be saying, oh, that's it, Jillian, you're doing really well, and it's great, this feels easy, and, you know, sort of positive stuff um to kind of drown out the wee voice that's saying this hurts let's stop
1: <laughs> what have you got left lined up for the rest of the year
0: i actually don't have too much i was supposed to be doing skyline um we're in skyline but uh work has unfortunately got in the oh, way yeah. so i'm pretty much finished italy was my end of season um so then i like to take some time mm. downtime and drop my mileage down and and start trying to get into a bit of Proper training again, um, speed sessions and stuff, and then there's a wee trail series, spare and harriers, okay. trail series that um our club will always targets. So try to get down to a few of those. Just so doing outside session. of running,
1: like I mean, from a perspective of strength and conditioning, yoga, cross training.
0: I do Pilates twice okay. a week, uh, and I think that's very important because my flexibility terrible, <laughs> and uh, even with Pilates twice a week for quite some time. It, Still terrible, um, and then I think the bouldering is quite good cross training because um, I don't you don't get much upper body work, yep. so that's quite good for and my eleven year old really son. has
1: got bigger arms than
0: me. <laughs> no, you do <laughs> end up with these wimpy arms, and I'm <laughs> terrible at the bouldering. Absolutely awful, but uh, it's a good workout without realizing you're doing. You know, it's good fun. I like, I just can't be doing with going into the gym and
1: lifting weights and yeah, it's not, too
0: easily. <laughs> it's so
1: opposite to running in the mountains. I mm. like, I often think, you know, I was going up Binion there sort of every morning, I thought, well, this is as good as boot camp, if not better, <laughs> exactly. so you know what I mean? Just up and down in an hour. You, you just lunged in every single step. There's yeah. no running involved at all.
0: And it's great for your lower body, but I do think I felt like my arms and my, my shoulders and that were missing out a bit. So the, I do a bouldering class once a week. Um, and then I have a pull up bar that Whistly Gathers does. <laughs> Gets things hung on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I go mine about once every two weeks, I think. <laughs> I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Jillian, thanks very much. That no was problem. brilliant. really enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank you. Another superb podcast from another great mountain runner. Islands absolutely full of them. Learned a lot from Jillian. She's an amazing, determined, focused individual who can actually accomplish anything that she puts her mind to. There's no real stopping her on, on the mountains. And I really wish her all the best for the future. Until next week, stay safe and keep on moving.